everybody, welcome back to a Letterman Live from brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. It's a fun, casual conversation about the Ohio State Buckeyes. It never stops all year round, mm -hmm. even with the off-season program rolling along. I am Austin Ward from Letterman Row. Down there, digging in already, Anthony Schlegel, the difference. He's got his eye on this Italian yeah, sub he down wants here. It looks delicious. Su he wants the sub. Just, yeah, just two and weeks he's ago, rich. Two Nobody. weeks ago, he said he wasn't going to eat anything out here, but he's going in. <laughs> he's just on ending his fast. Well, I ended my fast just now. 18 hours. <laughs> got our QB right hours. next to him, <laughs> Justin Zwick. And down here, the defensive back, you guys know him, Mike Doss. So, uh, you know, guys, we're looking at this, um, Mickey Marotti came out for one of his rare public appearances last week, mm -hmm. and – there's nobody who has any better uh, feel for the pulse of these Buckeyes. Schlegs, I know you know him quite well. So when we get a chance to talk to this guy and what he does 365 days a year for the Buckeyes, uh, what's going on with him right now? What What's the key for January as the Buckeyes get rolling here? Okay, so here's the key. Well, let me tell you what the fundamental principles of Ohio State football strength conditioning are. Right? So there's accountability. Boom. Attitude. Competitive spirit, just competition, right? Effort and toughness. Five pillars of Ohio State strength conditioning, okay? Number one and two things of the five things I said would be what? You tell me. Oh, you can't talk because you're watching. <laughs> Great. What do you guys think they are? Two I, things. Competitiveness and toughness would be my pick. Okay. Wrong. Finish. Okay, I didn't say that wasn't one of the five. Yeah, I didn't see the there. five again. So yeah. I said accountability. I didn't I know there was going to be a test for us. Yeah, accountability, <laughs> attitude, competition, effort, and toughness. Accountability. I would say effort. Okay. Accountability. And, and what attitude. was the second one you said? I don't know. Uh, attitude. <laughs> attitude. Was, okay, so. I wasn't again, taking notes. Here's the deal. Yeah. Right. Number one and one a. I know. Number one and one a things of the program is attitude and effort. Why? Because you want to come in and have a great attitude. Those are things you can control, right? Right, absolutely. absolutely. Who controls that, right? Your peers, accountability. Well, you know what? Let's talk about this a little bit. But attitude and effort, right? So having great effort is this. You have energy when you walk into the building, right? Energy leads to enthusiasm, which produces effort, which leads to results. So nobody wants to come in, me especially as a strength coach, and train a dude that has low juice, low energy, low GSF, right? Mm -hmm. So when you come in the building, like I'm going there. Why? Because I'm a fierce competitor, which we talk about a little bit. That's competition. Mm -hmm. Talk about it in a second. But I want to have somebody that comes in with juice because I want to train that guy, and I want that enthusiasm and effort to spill over because it is contagious. Mm -hmm. So effort and having a great attitude, one and one A, principles of the program. If you walk in the door with low juice, boom, GTFO, you're out the building. Right now you can come back in. It might be a little bit of fake, but that's okay because guess what? There's another 30 dudes in that room with you that fake you're training you with it, that it got it, right? right? <laughs> and it gets going because at the end of the day, all of you and me, Student-athletes, guys that coach, guys that play, listen, you're going to save stuff at the end, right? That's why guys want to know what the workout is. You don't give them the workout at Ohio State. They don't have cards. We tell them what the workout is. Why? Because we want them to strain the entire time. That's four quarters. If you know there's going to be – we tell them what the workout is. Why? Because we want them to strain the entire time. That's four quarters. If you know there's going to be a sudden change in, uh, you know, third uh, third quarter – Two minutes to go in the third. You're going to save some things. We don't want you saving. I don't want super savers. I want dudes that want to spill for their teammate all the time. How do you do that? Add to an effort. I don't know. I'll keep going, but you guys well, I want you to talk about, I'm and I don't want to steal anything from you. And but the reason hey, I'm Zach, eating. Zach, Zach hosted last week. I'm yeah. back, but you guys <laughs> can take <laughs> over the show. I just, want, I, I, I just want you to be – I mean, you were part of the program in the weight room. Is, yeah. is this time of year your – 
in season in a, in a way. You know what I'm for saying? Sure. Like this is your biggest time of year. Right. You get these kids for however many hours you're allowed, multiple days a week. I mean, the coaches aren't around. They're not doing any X's and O's. At least they weren't back when we were. Yeah, they're right. still know, not school. right now. Yeah, you're That's still right. not allowed, right? right? So, I mean, right. this is your time as the strength conditioning program or coach to really see these guys and see what they're about and see how they're going into this new year. Right. Is that correct? Yeah, absolutely. So part of this is, and I actually, I was just in a West Virginia conference and it's not like they paid me to go there. I just like maximizing people, period. And one of the things that we talked about is during this time is average coaches have quotes, good coaches have a plan, great coaches have a system. This is part of the Ohio State system starting in January. And part of that, to me, what really drives Ohio State is that there's one language and one standard of coaching that permeate or that, that goes from August to, de- to December, mm-hmm. right? So you get coached in the weight room just like you get coached on the field, yep. period. There's one voice because dudes, in your business, people will take what you give them. But if I coach them one way, one standard all the time, that's how they're that's how they're going to respond, right? When they get really tough, hard love coaching on the field, same hard, tough love coaching they get in the weight room, right? So they get used to that. Language drives change, but at this point in particular of the year, it's you got meritocracy, you got guys that played a thousand reps of ball. Yeah. Now I want to take care of their bodies. What are some of the deficiencies that we can go and attack during this time? Because the number one thing as a strength coach is to maximize your genetic potential, all of which everyone here has different genetic potential. Obviously, we can look at Austin and see where his is, right? And we see the the All-American of All-Americans, right? And and, and Justin and myself, right? Like, what do we But maximize your genetic potential and keep them safe. And it's also then, as these new guys come in, Right, it's to de-recruit them and bring them into the culture and standard of excellence of which is Ohio State football. And that toughness is trained and started in January in the weight room with Coach Mick. That's why. That's why I became a strength coach. That's why I loved uh, the strength coach role and how it's evolved over time. Why I went back to get an MBA at Ohio State and not just a sports admin degree because the strength coach is the chief operating officer of Ohio State Football LLC with Ryan Day being its CEO. So then he's taking that, running the operation of 18 and 22-year-olds, maximizing their genetic potential along with his staff, along with the nutritionists, along with the trainers, so that come time for spring football, they're ready to go learn X's and O's and play at a really high level. Gosh, it's amazing well, how it's changed since – Back day, in our day, right? For sure. Uh, Nutritionists? Nope. Exactly. <laughs> uh, we had a training table and they had right. burgers and pasta. You know, Wendy's the before games. Yeah, with Wendy's. Yeah. They had oh, double cheeseburgers yeah. the night before games. <laughs> right. Guys would house two or three oh, of them. You know? I, well, I was fast. Yeah, the rolls, pecan rolls are, are still over. Yeah, well, yeah. They haven't they, taken they those rid of those. That's different. That's different. That's a tradition. That's a tradition. Doss, you miss these mat drills? Off-season no, workouts? I don't. Well, Honestly, we had 6 a.m. Yeah, we had Ours 6 a.m. But it was yeah. different. It yeah, wasn't yeah, yeah, so we had 6 a.m. in our day. Um, it was definitely a different climate. But, um, it was. I mean, it, it's competitive. You know, it was a lot of fun. Try to bring some energy, but I don't miss it. You know what I mean? I really <laughs> oh, you don't, never. You know, well, it's weird. You kind of do in a way. You don't miss the actual workout. You right. miss the camaraderie. Being, yes, you, you miss, miss being, being there, yeah. warming up, running right. around the field with your strength or with your position coach and yep. your, your group. Yes. You know, at 6 a.m. when everybody's – Barely awake. Talking about you know, what, what we did last yeah. night. Who yeah. you know? Who won in Madden? Who what? You know, what exam? <laughs> or what drills they have yeah. set up? Like right. Ah, man, it was a these, surprise. You know. yeah, yeah, we had a surprise of the day. Like mm-hmm. what? What are we doing? Oh, 
don't know, I got to carry the guy on my mm-hmm. back for 200 yards. Oh, what's, you know, so, I mean, it was different. But do I physically miss it? No. <laughs> Mentally, you know, the, the, as we stated, you know, just the camaraderie, being with the guys, the locker room talk, you know, who's run, who's going to be late? You know, you always have that, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that list who's going to mm-hmm. come running in late, you know, right, right, right before you got started. And then what's the penalty for that? So, I mean, who's got to take a dump? Yeah, who's got to you know take a dump? You know, who's gonna have the crappers were full, right. man. Listen, everybody's trying to dump that weight. Right, right, right. You know, we had that weigh in for sure. Mm-hmm. So, so let's so let's go back to so why is this time so critical, yeah. and why do we have six a.m. So part of the program, four to six seconds, point B, point A to point B of competitive excellence. So in football, yeah. a play is four to six. When we go out there and they're doing mat drills, right, or they're doing agility work that they would do on a Monday and a Thursday, uh, you know, as a team, right. There is a start and a finish, and it normally lasts four to six seconds. There's a point A, where you start. There's a point B, where you finish. Then there's also how we finish at Ohio State, which is plus two, which means I go through the line. You play through the whistle. So I play, I go through the drill, right? And if I don't, that's a loaf, and there's a loaf chart, and people are held accountable to loafing. Why? Is it because I'm trying to make you feel bad? No, it's because if you loaf now in January, you'll loaf in November in the shoe, and it's all about your teammates. So we're building that in. Again, that's the system. Right. Right? It's not just spaghetti on a wall. Right. Right? Everything you do in that competitive excellence, there's always a winner and a loser. So on the mat drills, there's a winner or a loser in agility work. There's a winner and a loser. And that's where the art of coaching really comes into play. It might I'll give you an example. John Simon. John Parent, John Simon up with potentially a Joshua Perry or, you know, I don't know, think of think of an athletic guy, right? Oh, he might beat John three out of the ten, but John's winning, you know, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten because John's motor. And and we want Josh to see what an elite competitor looks like and understand, hey, you got beat. Now, don't get beat anymore. Why did you get beat? Were you not ready? Were you not mentally prepared right. for that workout? What do you have to work yeah. on? Right, so we want to. That's how you move the needle with each individual dude. Is the art of coaching and why Coach Mick and his staff is so good at what they do. Schlake, so when you're talking about special delivery, four to six. Ooh, how about that? that? Occasion, got that occasion. That's almost stop. There you go. Tots. That's that's yeah. why you come hang out. Uh, just, I just ended yeah, my fast. I just ended so my fast. I'm not gonna dip. I added the real fool here. There well, you go. <laughs> so Schlake, when you're talking about the four to six, and that extends to mat drills or off season workout, Mick doesn't have these guys. Like running a mile, like there's no Ohio State goal to have everybody on the team running six minute miles or something, right? Because there's no value to the football team or the football skills, or are there longer term conditioning? So there's 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 so many things that go into that. There's load. There's there's what our bodies demand. Like we play a very anaerobic, right? Zero ten second. There's anaerobic. There's aerobic. There's oxidative states, right? Yeah. So that's the longevity of a drive. How can we implement, you know, a three or four minute drive? into some of our conditioning. Well, you do that through metabolics, right? So I'm going to go through and I'm going to do a hook curl drop, which is at the hash marks, 12-year drop, and then I'm going to sprint. And we're rolling dudes through. And then by the time I'm up again would be how you know how fast the next play would have came in. Yeah. So I'm going to condition that way very football-specific yeah. without using football-specific terminology. Or we run cut 300s, right? Yeah. But we run them 50 yards, so it's down and back three times. Mm-hmm. Right, so why everybody can kind of do that? It's built into our workouts. We run a lot of over and backs. We do a lot of speed work. We do a lot of push, pushing the sled. We do a lot of sled. There's all these different things that go into it. Ultimately, at the end of the day, is getting the guy in the shape of which he's going to play. The number one thing I say, and I wish why I became a strength coach and wish I had for me 
was the game has changed to where it's not necessarily about your conditioning of running literally. Uh, it's about being able to go multiple direction, yes. but most importantly, do that in the athletic position, right? Because again, if I'm able to be in an athletic position in the fourth quarter, just like I was in the first quarter, I'm more apt to make a play in space because I can bend in space, hips. right? So we want to train that. As you get tired, you start standing up a little exactly. bit. More, right? Exactly. And then again, as I run, then I got to change levels to break down speed to power. So those type of drills. And again, here's a crazy thing. I remember we won the national championship 2014. Coach Myers said we were at lead at two things. Listen to these things. Loaded stance and the difference, which was our hand striking drill. Yeah. And I mentioned that in, 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 in this regard. Loaded stances, and I, and I I pose this question to these coaches. How many of you have such a high give-a-shit factor level that every time I put my toes on the back of the line, I got a shin angle, I'm 70-30 on my right foot, cheek-to-cheek, and I'm working on loaded stances and no false steps? And how is that applicable to the game of football? It's a wide receiver coming off the ball. It's a linebacker taking his read step. It's It's an offensive line not dropping back and going up to go get a B block. All those things matter in a game of inches. And every time we do a dynamic warm-up, from Larry Johnson to Coach Stud to Coach Mick, everybody's looking at the shin angle and loaded stances because it matters. And if it matters to you as a coach, it will matter to the kid. And ultimately, in 2014, we were elite at those two things. Hmm. It it wasn't X's and O's, boys and girls. It was the fundamentals (laughs) of the game. Because an elite versus elite, elite versus elite, fundamentals will win. Drive and work ethic win. That's what's developed here. I don't Bang. think I've ever thought ah. about the angle of my shin. Me neither. Uh, shin angle. <laughs> hey, we, we miss that without hey, Johnson. I was already. <laughs> <laughs> I was already going to have to go to the gym, which they calling me out for this episode. After so now you know what to do. Now, yeah, yeah, yeah know I'm going to have a loaded yeah. stance, yeah. and I'm going to be ready stance. to go. Uh, <laughs> what I'm, we're, we're good. I have the uh, Wyoming golf physique over here. You guys have the Division One Ohio State football. Got frontier days of Wyoming. That's right. That's your physique. What I do. What I did like. From our, our our offseason training, where you got graded every day. So did you win today? You yeah. know, so that accountability, uh, as Slags is stating, you know, we, we who we will go back and look at that wall or that chart to see if you won. Mm-hmm. With Coach Kennedy, did you get the Gator load? Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, with Coach Johnson, you know, did you get your muscle milk or whatever we had at the time? Gatorade shake, Gatorade shake. Mm-hmm. So you know, that was like a measuring <laughs> stick. You know, where you know guys would kind of know, like if you ain't walking with that, yeah. <laughs> with that. Yeah, you didn't want that mark up <laughs> right. there because yeah, you knew that, everybody's yeah. gonna walk by it, everybody's gonna see it. Exactly. You dogged that day, and you know you can't get that back. You can't get it back because you know you're building. You're, you're, as, as Slake states, he says it in the scientific way. You're putting in the deposits, right? So you're putting in deposits in, in the winter, spring, summer. So in August through January comes, you can make withdrawals. Yeah. And that's how, you know, that's how you – I thought about it mentally. I looked at it. I didn't like the physical part of it or love the physical part of it, but I knew it was part of the process. Yeah. That's what you yeah, I knew what I had to do. So I go, well, I'm in it. Let me maximize it, put these deposits. And obviously my when I go out on the field, I can now make withdrawals. I can mm. go – Make a pick, you know, make an INT in the Michigan game because you I trust work, in your training trust, and, yeah. you know, you, you knew you were going to be there. I trust my ability. I'm, yep. I'm ready to go, ready to go make a play. Or, you know, I, or I can coach up another guy and know that he's going to be accountable because I saw his work ethic, mm-hmm. you know, all off season, yep. And I know I could look at Dustin Fox and say, hey, man, you can make that play. Go get yep. it. And he goes, gets an or he's going to be in the right spot because exactly. he was watching film and that in the offseason. Yeah. He was doing all that stuff that you have to do to be prepared. And that goes to the accountability part 100%. of that program, mm-hmm. which is toes on the back edge of the line. Running yep. plus two, yep. right? Because, again, why why is it so important that you talk about toes on the back edge of the line? Back you go edge. look at Kansas City last year, 
in the AFC Championship game, you get an offside penalty, right? At the end of the day, I want dudes working on being accountable in January so they don't make that mistake in November and December. The rivalry game was help, was swung a little bit by an offside penalty last year for Michigan. So, right. Yeah. You know, attention to detail. It all matters, right? And then the last thing is toughness, yes. right? And they talk about toughness all the time. And toughness is to be able to perform at an elite level regardless of mental, physical, and emotional discomfort. So guess what? You can train toughness. How do you do that? You throw really tough events to see how they're going to respond to have the outcome that you want. You just can't say, hey, you know what, boys? Hey, guess what? We're in spring football or we're in fall camp. Here's a toughness deal. It has to be trained throughout the entire year. Mm. Because you want them figuring that out on what that feels like so when the in January comes, and February. They're like, all right, let's go. This they're prepared. You train like you fight, you fight like you train. It ain't rocket science. If you have a soft <laughs> off season, you're going to have soft dudes. <laughs> if you have soft offense or defensive practices, guess what? You're going to have a soft offense and soft defense. Yeah. Poof, David Copperfield. Well, you know, Justin Fields certainly proved his toughness, but Mickey Moran. And that helped him yeah. Yeah. But, come in. But this, And this is the, the key thing here, Schlage. What is, is it? Mickey Marotti does not like to publicly hand out these compliments for the guys, but he's – and I was going to ask Jay-Z about this, that he said that there's a huge difference from Justin Fields that showed up with – didn't know anybody, it was cold, mm-hmm. he didn't know his teammates, he didn't know the offense, he didn't know where to go. Right. Uh, come showing up for the first time for that strength program a year ago. Now, I mean, obviously he's a Heisman Trophy finalist and yep. he won 13 games and he started a full year, but, yep. I mean – What's the difference for a quarterback when he has all this other stuff now behind him? Well, I mean, as a quarterback coming in, you you are looked at as the guy. You know, you're the one that's supposed to be winning all the sprints, who's supposed to be in the weight room first, you know, doing all those little things, showing everybody else, this is how I roll. You guys get on board. We're going (laughs) to do this. Now, coming in as a guy who started at Georgia, transferring in, you know, that first day was probably like, what? Right, where <laughs> you know, am first I? day of school. You know, <laughs> yeah. like, you know, first day like, sending a kid to school, like, they don't know what to expect. Right. You know, maybe they've heard, but until you actually go through and until you get in that weight room with those guys and see, oh, crap, this is how they work here? Yeah. You know, like, man, this is having that whole year under his belt and then actually going out and playing and, and doing as well as he did. Uh, you know, you talked about the Heisman, you know, finalists and stuff. That just gives him so, – oh, gosh, his confidence has to be so high. And the credibility. Well, the credibility. well yeah, yeah, you, you have that. But, I mean, it's just like you. everybody knows he works hard. He played through you know, played through some injuries. You know, he stayed out there for his guys. Yeah. This offseason, he is going – they're going to just fall. I mean, it's, they're going to get right in line. And here's the beauty of that. And Coach Mick has this sign above his door, which is the best players have to be the hardest workers. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, again, like we just had this unbelievable tragedy with Kobe – Kobe was not only the most talented, but he was also the hardest worker, right? And and when you're looking at Ohio State with a lot more guys, right, there's 100-some dudes on that team, and you can say, okay, here is our best players, and they are all in our top 10 of hardest workers because, again, having a great work ethic, it doesn't matter your genetic potential. But if you take a guy that has great genetic potential and he's also an extremely hard worker, that ceiling just rises to another level of which he himself doesn't even know he has, but it sees other people see that I can attain that if I work like that guy. Sure. Right? That, that's truly what he what, – so now coming into his second year, along with all the stuff he was able to earn because of his teammates and all the accolades – He's like, you know what? I want to go get to another different, a, a completely different level. Mm-hmm. I want to raise my level, but in order to do so, I got to be the hardest worker on the team, and that could be potentially a Craig Feta, who wasn't a scholarship guy till late on, right. but absolutely worked his face off. Right? Yeah. right? That could be a Nate Ebner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or a John. Like our best guys are also our hardest workers, because if that's the case, it's a lot easier 
to go to the bottom 80 of your dudes and pull, pull them, them up, up with you, Absolutely. right? When when your non-best players are not your hardest workers, right? It's harder to go down there and get them. Yeah. It's a lot easier when it's your best yeah. dudes. Just but real. What, what also it adds, too, is like now that college football has changed, you had, you know, how many you have 12 freshmen arrive? Mm-hmm. In 14. 14. Yeah. So 14 freshmen That's arrive. crazy talk. Yeah, that so, you know, Maurice Claret <laughs> did it, you know, 2002, yeah. January 2002. He was one guy. Yeah. Okay, now, you know, 17, 18, 19 years later, 18 years later, sorry, you got 14 guys coming in, and they're going, <laughs> I want to be a part of this. We, they made it to the CFP. Mm-hmm. I want to learn what it takes that they come in with a mentality right. of eager, you know, got juice, excited <clears throat> to figure out how do I make my uh, – put my uh, my stamp on the program? Mm-hmm. How do I add to yeah. this to this movement? So that gives, as Slags you know, alluded to earlier, that gives these guys firsthand the true understanding. They just lost two weeks ago or several weeks ago, and now it's the first day of class. I get to see that emotion. I get to feel that. I just signed. I know I wasn't there at the game on the sideline whatnot, but now I see how these guys come back in with that new hunger for 2020 and say, you know what, we're going to – we're going to use that as yeah. motivation, and that's going to drive us. It's a little bit of a new challenge there for Mickey Mirati as well. I mean, that's the biggest group of early enrollees he's ever had. So trying to, not that it's not that it's a difficult challenge for him, but it's just a new wrinkle. You're trying to incorporate those guys slowly into the full team. As Mr. Legs, you've been through that as well. Yeah, uh, trying to, you know, get. I say too, even you got guys that you know they want to show who they are, right? Yeah. Spring ball is not for another couple months, mm-hmm. but they want to get in and try to jump in immediately. And hey, coach, I can do three fifteens. Yeah. Mickey's like, hold on. <laughs> You know, let's, right. let's let's step this back. You just got here. You don't have to show off on, on day one. We're going to work you back up. Don't worry. You'll be there. Put a, you know what I mean? Like put a there's other, there's other things, right? So, again, like the one thing that's so beautiful about Coach Mick is everybody can train the squat different. Everybody can train the bench different, right? At the end of the day, this is how he coaches squat. Mm-hmm. This is how – because, again, they're coming from high schools, mm-hmm. right? So, you got to get used to our terminology. And the beauty of what Mick and what I learned was it was his terminology, period. Right? Hey, Schlegs, you you know, you, you want to bring this in. Guess what? No. Same thing on the football <laughs> side. Right? At the end of the day, you want to have a great quote, Larry Johnson? When you're a head guy, you can have that. Now, I guarantee you that they have some, you know, dialogue between them. But at the end of the day, it's 46 seconds, point A to point B, a competitive excellence. That's what we're talking about, right? right? So in the weight room, every coach is coaching. Why is that important? Because it's not about me coaching the spotter. It's about me coaching the spot, or not coaching the guy doing the reps. It's me coaching the spotter. Why? Peer to peer, right? Because at the end of the day, I want to say, you know what? I want my guys calling out the loafs, not yep. the coach. Hold each other accountable, right? Because because that's when it's going to come into play when it's in the shoe. Because yep. I can't do it then, but you can, yep. right? Do your job. Do your right. job yep. well. Let's do it well in January. So as these guys come in, they're learning our language. They're learning how we show up and and go to breakfast club and sign in and meet with the nutritionist and get treatment. And they all have different ailments. They just got done playing the season themselves. Yeah. So how do we got to ooze this guy back into full time to get him ready for spring ball? Yeah. All right, this guy is more developed than another guy because he potentially came from Texas and they really got good strength yeah. and conditioning at his high school versus this other kid that came from Texas that didn't have it. Right. right? I'm, I'm going yeah, to give you an example. Yeah. But like, so everybody has a gap. So how do I ooze them in safely but quickly into what they're going to get into because they hit the other beauty of, of coming in early, which I don't like. I wouldn't want to miss my high school. I had a great time eating chicken wings and, you know. Going to prom. Yeah, going to prom. Yeah. But, but um, at the end of the day, like, they want to go and learn what it feels to exert and spill it yeah. before, right? So now I can come in. 
I can see what it takes to go to class, what it takes to go through these workouts, the demand for me to recover and eat and, and hydrate my face off and sleep and all these things so I can go out there and compete at a high level because all the other top dudes that I want their spot are doing that. Yep. So now I got a little jump on that as opposed to me coming in in June. Yep. Mm-hmm. All right, you – right, I'm blown out now. You mentioned Kobe. Mike, yeah. Mike wanted to talk about that. We'll jump right back into that after taking we a should. Quick, quick break uh, from a word from our sponsors. We'll be back here on Letterman Live, brought to you by Roosters. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to the show, Letterman Row, Letterman Live at Roosters here in Columbus, Ohio. Uh, teed it up there a little bit beforehand as Doss gets this uh, this catch up off. Oh there. no, Love had a little up. a little accident with the Roosters food, but but Mike, when you you walked in, and I'll just go to you first. You 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 said you'd never forget uh, where you were on Sunday with the news, the helicopter crash, and I really this thing it didn't hit me as hard as uh, I think many others. I just maybe I don't you know. I'm a heart. huge Kobe fan. That's not what I mean. That's not what I, that's no, I, know what what I mean. We know what you but, mean. Uh, I, yes. But, you know, it did strike me that all of these current Buckeyes and a number of you guys that, you know, as you said earlier in the show, played at a high level, really admired Kobe with the Mamba mentality, and they've followed him his whole life. And it seemed – that really struck me more as, like, they have this different appreciation, those people with the that want to have the elite mindset. But, uh, you know, you said it was, it yeah, was a, I mean, a tough I, one for you. I, I mean, I'm 38 years old. Kobe was 41. So I grew up, you know, right there watching his career. I was a sophomore in high school when he declares for the NBA draft. So, you know, his 20-year career, um, I got a chance to see that firsthand. Obviously, Mike, my personal career transcended here to Columbus for four years and then on to the NFL for six. And to, you know, to just understand – that that process, that development as an athlete, um, the sacrifice, um, the, the time, but really what has been really inspirational, um, just watching him with his family over the last decade, you know, since he's had started having his kids uh, and just seeing his interaction with his daughters and just seeing how as he played those last few years of his professional career, he always made time to make sure hey, you know, his daughters were there in the first row. He would give them kisses and hugs. He involved them in in his life athletically that they were a piece of that. Mm-hmm. So to tragically lose him, you know, obviously unexpectedly in the sense of a helicopter accident. And for most people who do or do, don't know, um, Kobe used a helicopter like it was his Uber. Mm-hmm. He, he hated traffic, you know. So I had read that several years ago that him jumping in a helicopter was – Part of his normal transportation of the day, going to practice, going mm-hmm. to games, going. It's back part of home. his mentality. I got to get there to get my yeah, work done. How, I don't want to sit in traffic. Exactly. There. How yeah. more efficient can mm-hmm. I be? I'm maximizing yeah. my time. Yeah, yeah maximizing exactly. my time. And this is just a normal routine every day mm-hmm. or situations. And he's like, "Hey, let's okay, let's get a couple more families. You know, with me yeah. at my house or meet, you know, over at the the pad, and we're just going to jump in this helicopter. And it's a normal 35, normal. 40, 45 yeah. minute ride for these guys. And Poof, like you said, it's just one of those things where, like, instantly he's gone and he loses his daughter. His, he loses 
uh, several of the young ladies who were on and that team and, and their parents, coaches, uh, you know, a, a baseball coach. So it's one of those so real moments, you know, they highlighted obviously it's Kobe Bryant, but it's really in the sense that that in true environment, I'm a father, you know what I mean? I have three beautiful daughters and I can't, I can't imagine a being and, and thinking those last seven or five, 10 seconds of that helicopter actually spinning out of control. And I'm in this helicopter with my child yeah. and others. And it's the end of my life. Well, yep. You probably wouldn't be thinking about you yeah. though. You'd be more Think worried about, about your daughter. daughter you yeah, know? exactly. That, that I'm, I'm, yeah. she, you know, every, you know, you, she's screaming and screaming. I'm grabbing her yeah. or we screaming. I love you. You know, who knows in that moment, yeah. but tragically, you know, ended a lot of people's lives and it's going to affect a lot of families and our prayers, you know, hearing all, my, my family and, and oh, for sure. I know all of us, have, you know, prayers are up to the, those loved ones, but it definitely affects you, you know, affects you think, uh, being 38. Like I said, in the scene, when you think of a person like Kobe in my, right. it's like for you hear he's 41. Like, really? Right. Like I'm, I'm, Almost there. Yeah. Like, you know, he just has been so larger than life right. for so long. Iconic, like, man, he's got to right? be like 60 years old by now. Yeah. Right? No, but he's 41 <laughs> yeah, with he's a 14 year old. Yes. Yeah. You know? Probably so still living out there doing it. Yeah. So. You yes. know, so it's just kind of like, it's just so strange. Like, man, he's yeah. only 41. Like, yeah. I feel like I've been watching him for years. You know, he it, talked it, about 96 or yeah. whatever it was. No. You know, so it just is, it's, it's crazy. I'm with you. I wasn't a huge fan of Kobe, and right. it's more just because my buddy Zach loved Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> so I was always just like, ah, you know, MJ's the man, you know, but yeah. uh, I'll never forget. I watched the, the Muse, I think it was, the Kobe Bryant yeah. Muse when he had his Achilles. And I gained a huge amount of respect for him just watching that and seeing how he handles his business uh, in anything he does. You know, he maximizing his time, you know, just working hard, you know, doing everything, acting like he doesn't have the most uh, potential or, you know, yeah. the, the, he's not the best player in the world. He he trained like he was trying to make the team. Right. And, you know, I think that's what makes him special. And, you know, guys like MJ, same thing. You hear about those guys fighting people in practice. You know, you either get on board or you get to, you know, you get the hell out. Yeah. These guys want to win and they're going to try and shape their teammates and say, hey, come follow me. Come be a part of this. And, you know, I think that's just, it's a special, special kind of player, special kind of leader. And, uh, man, it's just sad. I mean, a lot, a lot of young lives. And, uh, you know, I have a two week old daughter. I know you do. And I'm thinking, like, jeez, you got to be kidding me, you know, like, that's tough. That's real. I mean, it can happen any moment. You know, it's why, like, when my wife told me that it happened, it's, and then you start to listen to it, right? I mean, ultimately, live where your feet are, people. You know what I mean? Every day is precious. You know, I got a kid. He's sick with the flu. Boom. I don't get sick because I hydrate, you know, and bend my knees and stuff. But um, <laughs> shin angle. Shin, 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 shin angle. Shin angle you know, but like when, when you go look at him, like the, the, the pictures that I saw and they were putting up, like how he was talking to his daughter. And I got a 13-year-old and I got a 12-year-old daughter and I got a 7-year-old son. And it's really this. It's like, you know, I want to maximize my time with them. I want to love on them as hard as I possibly can. Everything yes. that I do, yes. I want to go as as all gas, no brakes I possibly can as yes. a husband and as a father. Yes. And am I going to make mistakes? Absolutely. Did Kobe make mistakes? 100%. Absolutely. We all do because yeah. we're people. Right. right. But at the end of the day, I look at a dude that was a fierce competitor that had a legacy of, of making other people better. He was doing a lot of other things in his life. So then what is what do I want as my legacy? Because I was talking to my business school class today. I'm like, what determines success for you? Is it money? Right. Like for me, it's not, man. I want people, like I tell my kids this all the time. I was like, when dad dies, I want to know this. He loved God. He loved his family. 
and he wanted to maximize people, and he was a tough dude. Because toughness is not being physically tough. It's being emotionally, mentally, and physically tough in those things, right? So, like, that's what I want to be remembered for, and I want to go maximize people as hard as I possibly can on a day-to-day basis. And so, like, when you look at that, being 38, right, almost 39, I can't believe that you graduated in 2002. Man, I, <laughs> I was old back in college, right? But, like, you as a husband or a wife or a, a man or a woman, like, think about that. Yes. You know, how am I going to go out and, and make other people better on a day-to-day basis? How are they going to remember me? None of us going to have the fanfare when we pass that Kobe will have. Because nope. guess what? It ain't about that. But with what you got, what God gave you, how would you go maximize that yeah. to impact people? Uh, impact That's others. what you should think right. about. That influence. And, I, and I, as we see the, the love pouring out from, you know, obviously the, the athletes, uh, you know, you see Trey Young changes his number yesterday, number eight. Mm-hmm. You know, just he he grew up. You know, yep. you see Kyrie Irving didn't even bear, play. Out, didn't even play. He left. He left. You know, he left the the court because emotionally, you know, these uh, these guys are in that arena. They're at the highest level, but they still look at a Kobe Bryant, like you said. I as Wick, you know, we grew up on Michael Jordan, yeah. but I earn a true level of respect for Kobe based off his work ethic mm-hmm. and how his game went to that Michael Jordan level. Yep. And then he tore his Achilles, which I did several years ago, and then he goes back and plays three more seasons. Right. I, I was like, about that. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I can, this, you know, so I, just the, the impact, I, as I think for me, was truly recognizing the platform that he had and 20 years of NBA basketball, but the things he did off the court to transcend the sports, you know, he wins the Academy Award, you know, things like that. He, I think his know, best days were ahead of him. I think he was going to yeah. do more, more, you know, just yes. being out and being in the public and right. helping certain things, you know, women's yeah. basketball. Yeah, he was percent, highly, you know, you know, take that. They, you know? they were promoting that, you know, mm-hmm. how high he was pushing for that, knowing he has four daughters, yeah. right? you know, that he was promoting, you know, wanting to transcend women's sports. Yeah. So, um, Again, it's a tragic, you know, situation. As I and I was saying earlier, I said I remember where I was when Michael ja- when Michael Jackson died. I was landing in Los Angeles. I was on a plane to Los Angeles to support a teammate's football camp and uh, have a good weekend there. And when we landed, everyone's phones clicked on, and you you see it flash across your phone. Michael Jackson, you know, has died, and I'm and it just people just screaming on the plane. People just start crying and screaming because. You know, he the high, high, iconic Michael Jackson mm-hmm. is just so it's one of those uh, so real moments. Again, life is precious. You know, Slag says we're all we're all saying, you know, live, you know, leave an impact. Who are you? How are you impacting others? That's why you have you're so passionate. That's why, you know, I give back and, and, and want to influence these young guys. And, you know, what can I do to help get them to another level? You yeah. know? How can I help raise them to a level that they've never thought they had the potential to and hopefully have something that I can tap in and make that personal connection? And I can honestly tell you guys that are watching and listening, Ohio State probably has, or I know I know it outside of the academies, the, the best brotherhood of all time as far as paying it forward because it was instilled in us in Jim Trestle. Yes, it was 100%. it was carried on by Luke Fickle yep. and Urban Meyer and now Ryan Day because us three will be on the Buckeye Cruise for Cancer. Which yes. and here's the deal: it's not necessarily you got to go give your monetary value because right. everybody is at different levels, but you can give your time, energy, and effort yes. to moving the needle, moving the needle for other people. Right, right? that's a servant mentality. Yeah, and I think that that's one thing that's very, very special and unique about Ohio State football, about the city of Columbus, is that because of this platform, we ourselves have have um, 
our own unique platform to bring other people up and to pay it for. And I think a lot of us here that are in town do a really good job of that. Uh, hats off to, again, like you said, the Buckeye Brotherhood and, you know, even let them enroll, just, you know, cre- creating something in this platform and realizing there's a niche mm-hmm. in this in a niche opportunity here. And for you guys to, you know, allow myself and others to join, build that brand. But in the sense of, like you said, Columbus, Ohio, mm-hmm. Ohio state sports, Ohio state football is its own business. Yeah. And, you know, the opportunity for a young man who graduates with a degree from the Ohio state to live in this community. You know, you keep your nose clean, be successful, have a, a great life after playing football in Columbus. I mean, look at Zwick. We, I mean, we did a medical industry. We yeah. say, you know what, let's wake up and do something else. Yeah, I go exactly. back and get my master's. <laughs> yeah. You know, you got Dude. your master's. I mean, yeah. you, you're, you see former athletes here uh, from the Ohio state, you know, my recruiting pitch where, you know, we, we continue to thrive in our Buckeye economy. So I think it goes a long way. Well, part of that too, I think, is to to borrow from Kobe and that Mamba mentality. I mean, Urban Meyer, Schlegs, you know this. That he put it up in the team room that yep. I don't know the exact quote. I butcher it. But that he can't relate to, to lazy people yes. and doesn't mm-hmm. want to be around him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That's funny because my wife yeah. said I should tweet that because yeah. I 100% agree with that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, that's – you guys are talking about the brotherhood. I'm just trying to put it all together mm-hmm. here. As, as the show winds down, but, you know, certainly that's what Ohio is fueling Ohio State is when you look at the recruiting classes or you look at a team that has these guys that want to play for five years that you don't – they're not trying to – Damon Arnett's not trying to jump to the NFL early or Jordan right. Fuller or whoever mm-hmm. else, these guys that stick around. Sean I mean, there's, Wade, there's, there's a reason for that, mm-hmm. and that's because they want to be around Mickey Marotti. They want yeah. to be around Ryan Day, Larry Johnson, and their teammates. They're all being recruited, and they're working together for a reason, and I, that seems to be – I mean, when you saw that outpouring of love just from the people that I'm following primarily on, on Twitter, Ohio State football, Ohio State's basketball team, mm-hmm. you know, you yep. guys that, that, that I work with, I think that's why there seemed to be this connection is that they understood <clears throat> that they have a, a similar mentality or that's the mentality that they want from, you know, trying oh, to – If you can have 85 scholarship guys who have the mama mentality, <laughs> yeah. you're going to be okay as far <laughs> as the football team goes. You know, 100% agree. You're going to get everything that you can out of them. And, you know, I think Mick and I think – you know, Ohio State for a long time has done a great job of maximizing those players that are coming in. And, you know, more so now, you just you hear about it more now with all the, the platforms that the are platform, out there to yes. hear about it. But uh, Well, the guys know. talk about it. I mean, it's yeah. different. I mean, it's very different from when I, when we played oh, here yeah. to where it is now. I mean, I Mickey Marotti's yeah. on a different level, man. Yeah. And that's just real talk. I mean, nothing against, you know, Al or Dave. But I, like, and I wasn't there in those days, but I just know what I know and mix on a different level. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to strength conditioning and maximizing dudes, Guess what? If it's scientifically backed, they're going to get stronger. They're going to get bigger. But does it fit into the system, right? And how am I get, how am I maximizing dudes and training them on how to compete at a high level? Yep. How am I training yep. them to take care of their body at a high level? Mm-hmm. How am I doing all these things all the time to maximize them? Because at the end of the day, there might be five or ten that go on and play at the next level. Mm-hmm. The other dudes got to go out and be pros in something else. Yes. And that's the one thing people don't realize <laughs> as college athletes. Say that one more time. Break yeah, that yeah you got to go be now. pro in something else. And yeah. you got to look at a guy that play 